Welcome to Chicago, where the fires serve cold But the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south The Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house Two Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street Any team make a move and they never skip a beat And in this house, this is where we be Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago, ladies and gentlemen, coming from the True Chicago Sports Fans Cave. This is the TCSF Podcast with your hosts, E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Episode 42 is brought to you by 606 Media, Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to check out gritclothingco.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TRUEFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. E, we got merchandise. We do. We, we do, got we merch. Do. We got merch. We do got merch. <laughs> Check out the page. We uh, have a brand new graphic up there. You can see what the shirt looks like. And there is also a QR code. Uh, scan that and it'll take you right to it. You fancy. I am. <laughs> As always, I'm Big Z and I'm here with my co-host, E-Rock. What up, E? What's good, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome, man. If you're a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review and five stars on your listening app of choice. Don't forget, you can support the show at anchor.fm slash two Chicago sports fans slash support. What's good, Z, man? How was your week? Week has been busy nonstop. You know, we've been yeah. uh, making moves left and right. Yep. I feel like I'm uh, working a griddle at McDonald's, man. Just flipping <laughs> stuff over and making sure it's done right, man. No, it's been good. It's been good. It's been very productive. I'm happy with everything that's going on. Uh, again, we launched our T-shirt uh, this week. Absolutely. And, and hopefully we'll get more, more merch out, th- uh, out there for our fans. Uh, beginning a lot of responses, a lot of DMs, a lot of text messages. Hey, hey, I need this shirt. I need this shirt. I'm like, hey, gotta go to the website now. Yeah, absolutely. Everything's available for you guys. We have had a lot of requests uh, for it since we debuted ourselves and right. we had ourselves. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that we're finally able to kind of um, accommodate them, accommodate people, yeah. you know, make it available for you guys so you guys can check it out. How was your week, bro? It was good, man. Again, busy. Um, you know, we got uh, softball practice going. Mm-hmm. We got the show going. We mm-hmm. got regular our work going. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's always a lot of stuff going on with us, and it's basically like uh, you know two jobs and a and a side job. So you know, just trying to make make everything happen. You know, oh, totally understand. Te- teamwork makes a dream work, right? That's right. All right, man. Listen up. Today we dig deep into tonight's NFL Draft. It is our 2021 NFL Draft Special. We give our predictions of who the Bears will pick, and we also talk about the all-time first-round Chicago Bears draft picks. We also talk about the Bulls been doing without all-star Zach Levine. The Blackhawks unable to overcome the Preds, and as always, Chicago baseball in our three-and-out segment. The Cubs finally find their bats, and the urinator living up to his nickname. Oh boy, got a sandwich named after him too I now. Know, man, I heard about that. <laughs> All right, I always love draft day. But first, this is the loop. Our Chicago Sports Roundup where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. So, E, what's up first today, brother? Z, I think it's time. Let's do that hockey, man. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Tell me what is going on over at the Madhouse on Madison and the Chicago Blackhawks. The Chicago Blackhawks still treading water, man. They're just barely. Just, yeah, just barely got their nose above that, that water, man. They're, I think they're going to drown out, man. Uh, you know they played the the Preds three times this week Monday Wednesday Friday they won they split the first two and then they lose the third uh, third one three to one right. so they lose the series uh, the Hawks have eight games left in their playoff push let's go Hawks I mean I'm gonna say that with a question mark because you don't know which Hawks team you're gonna show is gonna show up it depends on who their opponent is because if I'm not mistaken when I was watching the game against the Preds the other day mm-hmm. and they lost that game yeah the Preds have been undefeated against the Blackhawks this season they went seven zero and one this season. Yeah, yeah, seven zero oh, and one. Yes, that means the Blackhawks just getting smoked out there by the Preds. So I mean, I didn't have enough a lot of hope <laughs> to begin with, but now you're looking at a side like that. You can't overcome it, and this is team. This is a team that's severely and sorely missing their captain. Oh, definitely, and that that leads to my next point. There's been reports that Taves has been uh, feeling better. His health is improving, mm-hmm. and that's all we heard. 
<laughs> That's all we're hearing. So he, I mean, he's he's done for the year. He's this, he's this, definitely this, done for the year. Been, don't don't put your hopes up. He's been done for the year for six months. Exactly. Um, there are a lot of rumors, and I'm actually personally hearing some rumors about what is actually going on with him, with his what his condition is, and oh. if that's true, we might not see him play ever again. What What are you hearing, brother? Uh, that I can't reveal. <laughs> you can't reveal your source, or you I won't. I won't do it. I won't do it just because of because of the severity of what it is, and if it's true, I don't want to be out there blasting his news. Gotcha, gotcha. Right. It's, it, it's the, put it this way: it's the same thing. A lot of people has been, have been speculating. So if you can read the tea leaves there, you can mm. figure it out on the internet. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, the Blackhawks did make a move. Defenseman Riley Steele reached the terms with the Chicago Blackhawks in a three-year contract extension that okay. extends through 23-24. Right. The deal carries a $1.35 million salary cap hit, hit, and again, after that, he'll be a restricted free agent for 24-25. They're not paying this guy a ton of money. So oh, no, I that's mean, nothing. That's peanuts. Yeah, exactly. So you might as well do it and, and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. So the Blackhawks are going to finish off the season playing – uh, let's see. By the time you guys hear this on Tuesday against the Lightning, mm-hmm. the Panthers on Thursday as well. Panthers again on Saturday, May first. Then they got the Hurricanes for three straight. Yep. And then and then they finish the season with your favorite team, the the, uh, the road, the guys that work on the road. Oh man, Dallas, Dallas Stars. Stars. Those <laughs> stop, stop. Those are dope uniforms. The the the, the bright green, the oh, neon green. Man. It was like it was like the Oregon Ducks, and they got dope uniforms too. So they stop, have they stop, have dope uniforms. Stop. Yes. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so basically we're going back to see them play Florida teams again, which they absolutely stink against. So, I mean, at this point, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. That's, that's all I got to say. Which leads us to the next team that plays on Madison. <laughs> <laughs> right, what, what is going on with, them, man, with the, 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 the other side? Oh, with, my with God. The Bulls, the, only the, the Bulls. Right. The, the Chicago Bulls finally had a great team win against uh, Charlotte. You know, they actually blew them out, and then they had to go play Jimmy Buckets. Yeah, I mean, we knew that we knew they were not going to beat the Miami Heat. No, they they can. They could have. They can. They they can beat the team, but the problem is, is that they're super inconsistent. Yeah, they're all over the place. And again, we're we're talking about you know what they're kind of doing right now without Zach Levine, who is their all star. Right, Vooch Vucci Main. Vucci Main's doing his thing, man. He's he going to score. He he's double super double. Consistent. Right, double you know double. Exactly what you're going yeah. to get out of him. And what they were able to do is come back. They went into a Boston and beat Boston. Mm-hmm. So that was a really good win. That was a team win. They did not let Boston climb back into the game, which they've done several times this year. That has been their biggest thing is turnovers and getting up big and blowing a lead. And that's super frustrating. It is. It is. And you know what's more frustrating? <laughs> the guy you like, Denzel Valentine. This dude gets the ball passed to him, inbounded uh-huh. to him. He dribbles down the court. There's 55 seconds on the clock. They're down five. He chucks up a shot, a three-point shot from 40-plus feet. Hey, bro, you ain't Steph Curry. No, he's not. He's not at all. He 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 can shoot. Airball. He can shoot. But Airball. I, I, don't understand the, I, I, I really don't understand the point of this. Bro, that, he shouldn't play the rest of the year, bro. I'm sorry. The, how many games are left? <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to see him play. Um, you, you, it's not like we're, we're not talking about a guy that's starting. We're not even talking about a guy that's second unit. He's what, third unit, if that? But you don't see him now. You still had a chance to oh, win yeah, the it was, game. It was a, definitely a stupid thing. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, he's on my pay no mind list anyway, so I really don't care what happens to you him. Don't have to have, have the players on that team that's playing. You don't know, pay no mind. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. All right, Kobe, Lowry, Sato, and Thad need to provide points that are missing from Zach. And that, that's the biggest problem that you're not going to get consistent points and consistent production from those guys. You'll get. You've seen that production out of Kobe White. Yes, in the past you, you, week. Yes. Yeah. You well Zero, I mean, less turnovers, less bonehead plays. Yes. I've always talked about him being a very similar player in style to uh, Zach Levine. Right. Um, he's not quite as skilled. He doesn't have. He doesn't quite have the body control mm-hmm. to do what Zach does. But he is a very similar type of scorer. I get to the basket. Sometimes I'll I'll hit that. You know, uh, top of the range pop and all that stuff. But I mean, like. You you really want the problem is is that he's not starting, so he's not going to get as many minutes. So he but can he's score playing as much. better. He's he is playing, playing better because, he's playing a lot because better. he has to step up, and he I think he's realizing that. Right, and the thing is where I, where I do agree with you that they're similar is that Zach was like that when he was with Minnesota. Yeah, that, that's the player that he was. So if he has good coaching and he, he can work and develop his shot, learn how to finish at the rim because that's what Cody doesn't do. He's scared once he gets yeah. into the rim. So again, because I mean, he, the thing is, is that you look at guys with a similar stature as Kobe White, and they're just they just seem tougher. Like he seems a little soft. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like Derek Rose would go to the hole. He didn't care. Yeah, 
Yeah, Derek, Derek Rose is a running back that could jump. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. And he proved it by the way he carried the ball. Yeah. But Kobe White, like, he has ability, but he looks like a lot of times he looks like he's afraid. Agreed. Agreed. All right. The Bulls uh, will have played the Heat again when you guys listen to this. Knicks, Bucks, Hawks by week's end. This is definitely the toughest stretch, man. Yeah. I mean, the Knicks are a very good team. We know that. Yes. Um, the Bucks are a very good team. The mm-hmm. Hawks are so and so. Well, the Hawks have, have the Bulls number. That's the issue. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. So, I mean, that's that's it's going to be interesting to see what happens this next week. Um, again, we don't know when Zach is going to come back. So, that could be. That could really affect is, what's going to happen uh, the way they finish up. Is, the rest it, t- of the is it time to pack it up? Because what, what you're going to get into the play in the play in playoff. Yeah. To get what to get to get the the number eight seed or something to get demolished. By I the mean, first- to me, to, here's the thing: we know that even if they make that play in game, it's or you know that play in series or whatever. I don't even know what it is anymore. Um, but I don't. It, it's we're not going to get the result that we want to see. We're no, not, we are not going to see a championship out of the no by just, them no. getting into the tournament. No, no, not at all. What we are going to see, I think it's important for a guy like Billy Donovan, first year with the team. Mm-hmm. A guy like Vucci, first year with the team, first couple of weeks with the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Tice. Okay, what you're showing is that you've kind of changed the direction in which you're going. And this is, okay, step one. You got to get to step one first. So I think it, it is, you, you, you can say what you want about moral victories, but this is essentially what that would be if they did make that, make that play in. Hey, we made the playoffs last year. Now let's build on that. We got to start somewhere. Okay. All right. I, I, I just think they should pack it up and get a higher draft pick. What, but what is that going to uh, – do you, do you follow the logic? I do follow here's the, the logic. It's not like they're going to tank the rest of the season and end up with a number one pick. Right. They're going to end up with some pick between 10 and 20. So who cares? So, let so me, what, what's the difference between them tanking and get – and getting, getting, uh, getting a pick uh, between 10 and 20. So, so being the Bears again? And being a, so get, being the Bears again? Right, right. So it's purgatory. And that's what we talked about before. Yeah. But at least with a new regime, with a new GM, a new team president, a new head coach, mm-hmm. and some new uh, all-star players, take that first step. Why not do it now? Oh, uh, well, it doesn't really matter because they don't have a first-round pick, right? Because they gave it to us. It's, uh, it's still the first step. Yeah. It's still the first step in the process. You have to, sh- hey, can you... Were you able to corral what you have and turn that into a playoff team? Yes or no? It's baby steps. You got to start somewhere, and what this I, is the first step. What I see is, you know, two sides of the cone. My side, and then the other side would be, you're going to evaluate even further what you got in a higher setting. You know, they're going to be in, in the limelight, right? They're going to be on national TV. Let's see who steps up, and let's see wh- who, what the value of each player is. That's what I can see. And but that's but that's what they're doing before. AK and Billy Donovan mm-hmm. and, and Eversley have already proven that because they flipped the damn be, squad. Because already. they flipped the squad. That's exactly what they did. So you got little, you got rid of a guy like Luke Cornett and Wendell Carter and Otto Porter who are just taking money from you. Yeah. Okay. You replace them with players on your team that have actually been productive and done a lot of good things for you so far in the short time they've been here. Mm-hmm. So that but again, you have to build. Okay. Hey, we got all these players, but. You know, you were right there and you couldn't finish it off to make the playoffs. Is that a coaching issue? Is that maybe you didn't get the player they should have gotten? Maybe you should have kept Mo Wagner, who's out there now. He's still I'm out pretty, there, right? I'm pretty sure that the Celtics let him go. But but you get my point. I do get your point. All right, Matt, tell me what is going on with your favorite soccer team. That's right, the Chicago Fire. Robert Barrick had a couple opportunities to score, but found a post instead. Man, this game was frustrating to watch because the offensive side of the fire was on fire yeah. sorry for the pun there but they had plenty of opportunities to score but they hit the post three times do you know how hard it is to hit the post that goal is huge um i watched cody Park <laughs> do that too. bad memories yeah. too soon <laughs> yeah so the uh, uh luca luca scored for for the fire on a beautiful pass a cross pass um and they you know they were locked up at one and then the wheels just fell off. It looked like Atlanta just kicked it into another gear and was able to take over the take over the field, the pitch, and uh, score a couple goals. One of them was just a, a BS goal that just got just slipped through the, the goalie's hands. But it is what it is. They take another loss. Atlanta is still the better team, but this was a very winnable game because Atlanta's defense is not that great. So what it sounds like you're describing to me every Chicago damn is team every here. other <laughs> Chicago team. Hey, let's get up and let's do really well, and then at the end of the game. Let's uh, let, let's let's not do that anymore. We yeah. we, we don't want to win. <laughs> Next up for the fire on Saturday is the New York Red Bulls, so they'll be in New York playing that game. So that, that'll be a good game to watch as is well. Is this like 
Is this really the Red Bulls? Like yes, the yes. actual like yeah. the drink Red Bulls? Yeah. Like that was that's oh, what's yeah. happening here. That oh, yeah. is the worst. What the what the what? I mean, I'll, I'll go to the Red Bull game. They're going to supply us with Red Bulls all day. Well, yeah. You because, might have to. Yeah, because you'll be climbing up the walls. What are you talking about? <laughs> It'll give you wings, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back up with three up and three down after a quick word from our sponsor. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. You. Our favorite time of the year, baby. Baseball season. This is three up and three down. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes. You're out. Z, what's going on on the south side? White Sox. White Sox. Go, go, White Sox. Let's go, go, go. South side, it, it's sunny skies in the south side, bro. Uh-huh. Sunny skies. Cole Pick pitched today, today Sunday. He had uh, ten strikeouts in five innings, zero walks, zero runs, three hits, eighty-seven pitches. That's dominating. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I think this is what we expected. I think this is what we anticipated before he opted out of last season. Right. This is what all the hype has been about. Correct. So he's showing up now. The thing is that the White Sox are going to baby his innings. Which is fine. Which is whatever. I mean, he had a whole extra year to come rest. back from the injury. Rest, yes. You know what I mean? Like, he had the injury. Mm-hmm. He went out for surgery. He took the 60-game season off last season. Okay. He's getting the Strasburg. Uh, Strasburg. I'm not, I'm not hungry. Strasburger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's getting the Strasburg treatment. So, essentially, uh, to my thought process is they're keeping him fresh to have him start in the playoffs. Mm. Is he that good? Yeah. Okay. It was filthy. Okay. Filthy. No, I mean, is he that good? Like, are you, okay. He's going to be the starter next year. He but, will be in the rotation next year for sure. Because the thing is, is that we've seen guys like play well, but is he like, and have great games like Alec Mills throwing a no hitter, mm-hmm. but is he that good? No, this dude has been consistently showing up this year with lights out stuff. All right. So the bats are alive and well, like I said, sunshine's all around on the mm-hmm. South side, 19 runs in this series versus the Rangers. The Yerminator still Still doing his thing, brother. He got a burger this week. After. I heard about that. He got his own sandwich. Yeah, he got his own sandwich, He's bro. A, he got a sandwich, man. Yeah, wait, I think it had like chimichurri sauce on it. I gotta I, I, I gotta try it now. I know I know you do. Of I know I you do. do. You gotta try it and report back. That's right. That's Show right. trip. That's right. Hey. Yes. Hey. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get that done. Yeah. <laughs> the Yerminator is still holding off Mike Trout with his four twenty six batting average. Okay. And this is just, just a chip. It's just a chip right now. Weird. I know it's not going to last. I have no. I mean, I'm trying to figure out where this guy came from. <laughs> I feel like he wasn't like, he didn't exist prior to opening day of this season. I have never heard his name before this season. No, if Eloy doesn't go down, he's still in the minor leagues. Right. So, yeah, and you would never would have all this amazing content. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eloy, thank you so much for oh, playing man. Spider-Man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Right-handed pitcher Jonathan Stever was called up uh, prior to today's game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. He was the number seven prospect from the pipeline. That was the guy I was telling you that the Cubs should have traded for. Um, well. And they, yeah, re- they recalled him from the training site in Schaumburg uh, prior to the to the game. And uh, Danny Mendick was optioned out. Mendick. So, and this the reason for that is that um, they 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 said Michael's going to pitch, Kopik is going to pitch, Stever is mm. going to come in afterwards because they said Kopik was going to pitch about four to five innings. Okay. Yeah, old boy came in and he stunk it up, bro. <laughs> stunk it up. Four straight hits uh, that resulted in three runs. Um, didn't record an out. That's always fun. Well, it's nerves. That's a, yeah. It, I, that's that's the first thing. That's the best impression you want to make of your first time. Right, coming up, <laughs> just. <sighs> it's, it, that, that's that's not good, man. That's not good. Well, he's gonna be sent down right right back mm. after today. Uh, so relievers Cody Hoyer, Aaron Bummer, Liam Hendricks were all unavailable. So that's why he had to come up because okay. um, they've been being used for a couple of days straight there. And again, that's a little Russo thing by using, overusing the bullpen. Uh, that's another thing that's been bothering me. But Evan Marshall was not uh, with the team today due to a uh, funeral that he was attending in Arizona. So you ha- you're down a lot of pitchers there. Right. Right. I mean, you, you kind of got to play whoever's available. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. We, you talking about pitchers. There's uh, the one pitcher I... Yeah, your favorite pitcher <laughs> my, my, on the White Sox. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you're, you're the, the White Sox version of John Lackey. <laughs> hey, we'll take him. We're not here for a damn haircut. 
Lance Lynn is slated to be back versus uh, Cleveland because that's what we call that team now. Okay, we're not supposed to use the other name. Uh-huh. Uh, it's this is great news, man. The, the, he's, he's your own, again, like you said. He's, he's your what do I say? He's your John Lackey. He's your John Lackey. You know, and the, the, well, the, here's the thing too: is that one thing that that we didn't talk about is the fact that the White Sox actually uh, faced the the pitcher that he was traded for, right? Which is uh, your boy Dan Dunning. Yeah, and then you guys, I, I don't know if we had a group chat. We have a, uh, I call it the scumbag chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but these guys were like, oh my God, Dunning's going to kill him. I'm like, oh, I, don't, hey, I don't think Dun- so. Dunning looked good for the couple, first couple innings. He, he did. Because he was Dunning versus um, Dylan Cease. Right. And, you know, and they talked about their relationship together and how he how he knows uh, Mercedes and, mm-hmm. all, and all this stuff. So they did talk about that a lot. But, um, but yeah, Dunning lasted, by, I want to say, like three innings or two in who in a few yeah he didn't it last very long wasn't very long because the white Sox have the book on him well the white Sox those of the bats and all the, they need to see him the, the first time through you'll notice that a lot mm-hmm. is that that first time through they don't see anything or if they start getting me up getting beaten up early then they start to swing a lot earlier you know later on in the, in the, yeah, in the game it's like a boxing like a boxing match you feel it out man mm-hmm. e what's up with the cubbies The Cubs sweep the mighty New York Mets. They absolutely beat the brakes off them boys from Queens, including a 16-4 win in Game 2 of the series. The Cubs' bats continue to be red hot with Javi, Rizzo, Contreras, Bryant, and the boys all putting up home runs last week. They also had another offensive explosion in Game 1 of their series against the Brewers. Unfortunately, they dropped the last two games of that series. So was that the the series where the uh, hobby hit a home run left-handed? I believe so. So people were, were having a conip, you know what about it? A conniption? Yeah, there. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I usually say it the other way, but yeah, um, people were upset for Be- what? They're like, oh, Stop. he's showing off, and I'm like, you know what? First of all, it was a position player pitching, so him switching it around is just to get the bat at over, right? He can hit left-handed. I've seen him bat, bat in practice, and he can hit. He can hit left-handed. So I want to say they actually showed before the game him actually hitting left-handed. Yeah, and like hitting him out of the park. Yeah. So I don't want to hear it. No, I'm just saying he can do it. He was just like the game's already over with. Right. Let me have a little fun. Right. Do you have an issue with that? I don't care at all. If I, he, I don't, I don't understand. I, okay, let's say he gets hurt doing that. He get hurt batting from the other side. What the kind of? <laughs> what the hell kind of? Stop. I'm Stop. just I agree with you. I'm just saying what people are reporting and saying out there in the world. Stop I this have, nonsense. This is what makes baseball fun. And if everybody's like, oh, it's a position player, you shouldn't take advantage. Dude, the 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 whole point of the game is to win. Uh-huh. So if I beat the brakes off you, if it's 25 then to zero. I right. don't care whether it's two to one or whatever. It doesn't matter. As long as we win. No. The, the, my problem is that the Cubs score all these games in three or all these runs, runs in three yeah. games, and then the rest of the season they can't figure out how to score. Yeah. That's my problem. Uh, Jake Arrieta is actually playing really well. Of course, he's not the Jake of 2015, but he's been a solid top of the rotation guy for the Cubs, and I think that it means you can see him understanding, like I said before, that he's going to have another, find another way to be effective on the mound, and it seems like he's found a way to do that. He pitched pretty good today. It's just yeah. he got no offense behind. No him. offense today on, on the Sunday game. So unfortunately, no offense. But you know, he does look pretty good considering the fact that when he went to Philly, you saw what happened there. He got hurt, mm-hmm. so everyone said he's washed. Well. Now he's back here. He's back home. He's back in a place that he feels good. He loves pitching here. He loves being in Chicago, yeah. riding around in the scooter, and he connects with the fans better here. And it's I like think, a, I it's think now he Chicago's like his home. Chicago's his fountain of youth. Yeah, like he was garbage with the Orioles, and he comes to Chicago and he kills it. Yeah, and then he goes over to Philadelphia. Sucks because he's hurt, and he comes back, and now he's pitching well again. So. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, also, Javi is still being Javi. He's either swinging for the fences on every pitch, but now he's getting the benefit of having his video back. He can mm-hmm. actually go into the dugout and look at the video now, and he's actually saying that that's a, a big reason why he's actually being more productive this season. Um, now, my thing is is that he's always feast or famine. He's always swinging yeah. for the fences. If that's the way you play, that's the way you play. I, w- I would love for him to start hitting for contact, and that's you know, the thing. He's he's gonna he's he can hit forty home runs in a season right. and give you a hundred ribbies, but he might be hitting like two forty. Right, and and that's the thing. I mean, you know, the the thing with him is is 
we saw a lot of players last year have a hard time with them not being able to have that video. Yeah. So, you know, he, and he was one of them very openly says, you guys took the video away from me. And again, we know that's because of the Astros. Right. And the garbage cans. Um, but he has his video back. So now he's seeing what he's doing wrong. And it's that same swing. It's not like he's changing. So I, I don't know. I don't know if it's the security blanket from him or what. But I mean, I, he's kind of full of crap with that. Yeah. But didn't he didn't he not run? Like really hard the first one of those games too. He did he did? So he he popped one up. It, it was it, I, I remember this play because he popped it up. It looked like it was going to get caught. He was mad at himself because he the way he swung right, and he did not run hard to first right. Then when he realized, I, I want to say he 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 made he managed to get to first, and everyone was like looking at him like, "Come on, man!" Right? Because you're supposed to run hard every time. I get it. It's routine. Whatever. I I, I get why he did it. It's frustrating when when you do see a and player I, do that. I've been there. Um, but yeah, I want to say. He kept. I don't remember how. I want to say he kept running and got like thrown out of the second or something stupid. Like it was a stupid way that he got out of. I'm mistaken, but hey, it is what it is. But I remember him being on on base and like looking over and like grinning about it. I'm like, all right. Well, as you as a coach, do you pull him after that and talk to him? Because Ricky did that with Avi Avisail. Avisail used to do that all the time. He would pop up because he would do that feast or famine thing. He would pop up and then he's not running hard to first, and he get pulled. He, Moncada did that too with Ricky, and Ricky sat his ass down. I mean, I, I I think with Javi, you know what he is. So I mean, I don't think it's a surprise. I think if it's a young player, you try to get it out of him. But I also think that after a certain time, just like anyone else, you get a little bit of seniority, and maybe they break off of that a little bit. It's not like he's a, a young like. It's not like he's nineteen. You know what I mean? He's playing. In, he's been playing in in the league and playing mm-hmm. with the Cubs for a long time. He won a World Series with their manager. I, I get that, but and so I get like, but, but I'm that's, not, that's, that's, do that's, you pull a vet? Like, do you pull a vet? Because here's the thing, you do have to ride that fine line mm-hmm. of, yep, we we won a World Series together as players. Yep, it was different, you know, coaches, this and that, and my style is different. But you gotta you gotta find that fine line. How do you how do you do this? Now I would say if he does it again, then you gotta bench him. But he's like, yo, man, like don't make me look bad out there. I I think that's the first step you do. Look, man, I've known you for how many years, like. Do not make me look bad because I will bust your ass, and then you'll be embarrassed. I, I, that I personally I think he should have been pulled for that game. I, I don't think so. I, I think be like, hey, we're boys. I've known you for a long time. We won a World Series together. There's your one chance. I think that's that's what you're looking at there. It depends on the manager style. Oh yeah, and then that's that's the biggest thing because let's just be honest, superstars go by different rules. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, they, hold on. Who, we we're not fooling anyone. No, we're not fooling anyone. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it was, if it was like uh, Nico Horner, yeah, hell yeah, he's got to go. Anyone else? Anyone else? The regular starters? He's the. If there was anyone, he's the one you kind of expect that from too. Yeah, yeah. Because he's feast or famine. He's like, oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm not gonna do that. It is what it is. Right. You, oh, it's time to crack one open. Huh? It is, bro. It is. I'm oh. trying to be. Trying to be a little discreet, but you know that ain't happening with the mics. Why? <laughs> All right, so check it out. The Cubs do come home to play the defending champs, Los Doyers. Los Doyers. I'll be tuning in after visiting Atlanta and Cincy earlier in the week, and then after the Dodgers, the Cubs welcome in the Pirates to the North Side. Your Kryptonite team. I yeah, they they have a hard time with the Pirates. It's so and so. I mean, they they played. You know what it was? Is it was when they were cold. They played the Pirates a little bit early in the season. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to take a pause for the cause and hear a quick word from our friends at Great Clothing Company. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three, strike, you're out. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to the TCSF podcast with your hosts E Rock and Big Z. 
The Bears are on the clock, brother. That's right. This is the 2021 NFL Draft Special. So, Eve, what's going on with our beloved Monsters of the Midway, our Chicago Bears? Ladies and gentlemen, today, today is Thursday, April 29th, and that means it is draft day. All right, that's right. Our Chicago Bears will be on the clock today. This is going to be nerve-wracking for me and for you. It's also going to be exciting. I mean, you get either excitement or disappointment. That's what you say. Yeah, that's exactly. I'm as as vocal and as loud as I am, I'm also the level-headed one. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) This is true. Yeah, yeah. I'm all over the place with my emotions here when it comes to my sports teams. The Bears currently sit at 20th with the 20th pick in the first round. Again, our purgatory, our purgatory, our purgatory. No, not no, not necessarily, because in NFL you can get a pick from anywhere. In basketball, purgatory is definitely that that twentieth spot because the good players are gone by pick three. Yeah, there's that's there's very the, few. There's yeah. a, no, no. Jimmy was the last oh, you, pick in no, the first yeah, round. I mean, later in the in the NBA draft, it's really hard to find a really good player. Okay, but in in NFL, you can find a good player anyway. That's what I, anyway. You're not going to find a quarterback at twenty. No, that's not true. That's not first true. Round? Russell Wilson was a number, you know, uh, what third round pick. Tom Brady was one ninety nine. Do you have Do you have confidence in the Bears organization of choosing a great quarterback, great quarterback with a twentieth pick? I have the confidence in any GM to randomly luck into a great quarterback because no one knew that Tom Brady was going to be great. No one knew that Russell Wilson was going to be great. You said so luck. My, my point. But that's what I'm Sid saying. Sid Luckman, that's the last quarterback we had that was good? No. Stop, because I will slap <laughs> the <laughs> shit out of you. Hey, no, hey, no beep. I have no beeps out here. <laughs> with, with my Jay Cutler jersey. <laughs> okay. Jay Cutler was a good damn quarterback. He was a very good quarterback. Yes, he was very he good. He has all the passing stats. Stop crapping. I just like pushing your buttons when it comes to the Bears. Listen, 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 (laughs) listen, listen. Let's break down what picks the the Bears have tonight in the draft, okay? For the first round, they have the number 20 overall pick. For the second round, we got number 52. Third round, 83. Round 5, 164. In round 6, they have 204 and 208. And also from the Seahawks uh, through the Dolphins, um, that's their 208 pick. And they also have 221 and 228. So that's four uh, six-round picks. Uh, and a, a one, a two, a three, and a five. Will the Bears make some trades? It's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. Um, we have to kind of look at what the mock drafts are saying. Okay. Yeah. Well, we know that there will be some gems found in later rounds because that's where Pace does his uh, bread and butter there. So mm-hmm. let's take a good look at what we think is going to happen in the first round. So this is what I think the team needs. Offense. A quarterback. Okay, so right now we're looking at who's on the roster. We're looking at Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. I think we can both agree that we more than likely at some point in this draft, the Bears are going to draft a quarterback because they do need a young quarterback on this team. It's it's a necessary thing to do. All right, wide receiver. Uh, receiver, I don't necessarily personally see this as, as really an area of need. Um, you got uh, Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, Marquise Goodwin, who they just signed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Miller's still here, Javon Wims, and also Riley Ridley. Javon Wims is, is the guy that we really don't know. You know, he, he's got the bad temper. He's punching people. Riley Ridley, he's not nearly as good as his brother. Yes, his brother, Calvin. We don't, you know, he's not, <laughs> he's not nearly as good. He's not as fast. So, you know, if Anthony Miller stays on the Bears, because there's a lot of rumors about him being shipped off, mm-hmm. if he stays with the Bears, I think he can still be very um, competitive and very productive in this league. Mm-hmm. I just don't know, again, if that's going to be on, the, on this team. But they have, I mean, they might, you might see them go for like a later round wide receiver, but I don't think early in the draft they should focus no, on No, I, I think they'll draft somebody maybe with those six round picks. If there's, right. if they keep those picks, they'll be drafting some offensive players around there. And I think the wide receiver would be a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. What about left tackle? Left tackle, currently they have uh, Charles Leno. We know that they definitely need to help shore mm-hmm. up that offensive line on both tackle positions. Um, the thing is, is that. We want to make sure that we're not just getting them because we're getting them. We, you know, oh, we, the first one off the board or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's what happens a lot of time. You look at areas of need 
what if there's a better player there, but just because, you know what I mean? That's the conundrum you oh, find yourself in. Always take the best player available. I, I agree with that theory. I agree with that after theory. that, you can make movements around your roster after you got the players on your roster. Right, so. because if for some reason you find, you know, whatever receiver way better than Darnell Mooney. Yeah. And, and okay, guess what? Darnell, Darnell Mooney's ready for, for trade right. or whatever it is. Or so now you gotta, he's the third receiver now. Right. So you got to find a way to move your assets, move your, move your, uh, your players around and seeing what you what you can do. So also going on along with that is that right tackle would also be an area of need. Right with a uh, Jermaine Fetty. So yeah, he so played the, better as he, the he year was, went on. He was okay, um, but but again he was a cast off. I'm going to say from the Seahawks. So it's not like he's some you know world. No 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 no, no 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 no. Again, that was that was patchwork that they did and, and the offensive line. What about on defense? What what do we need on defense? So um, more than likely they're going to be looking at a cornerback because they they got rid of Kyle Fuller. Um, right now, they're starting Jalen Johnson and Desmond Trufant, who they just they just signed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that they're going to look for um, some um, probably another cornerback just to shore up, shore up and make sure that when you do play a dime, you have enough players to actually you know field a team. Look at you breaking it down, bro. Breaking it down. <laughs> dime packages, nickel packages. Yeah, that's about all I can afford. A five for five. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's here's what some mock drafts are predicting. Chad Reuter, Reuter, Router, whatever. Reuter. Reuter of NFL.com has the Bears trading up in the first round, swapping with the Carolina Panthers for the eighth overall pick in the first round. With that selection, the Bears select Trey Lance. My boy, Trey Lance. Look, 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 man. North Dakota State quarterback, big guy. You guys already know what I think about this pick. I'm huge on Trey Lance. I would love it if they can find a way to get their hands on him. I think he could be a game changer for this franchise. I think that if you can pull this off to get the kid, you go for it. This is, of course, assuming that we don't have any surprises that would leave somehow leave like Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and, you know, your boy Sunshine. Sunshine. Trevor Lawrence on the board. If those guys are not on the board and they somehow move up to a position where they can grab him, then they grab him. Now, what are we giving up to get the eighth pick? The 20th and whatever else. It doesn't matter. Because if you're getting your franchise quarterback and you get it right, yeah. you do that. No, no, I'm fine with that. I'm just saying what I've been hearing is that it's going to be costly just to move into the top 10. Like yeah. two two first rounders and some change. Yeah, yeah. And oh. you do that. Okay. Because you, you, did you have a problem with that when they traded first round picks for, for Khalil Mack? No. Right. Not, not so because you're trying because again your defense is pretty much set as long as your offense can be productive enough to keep them off the field yes. so they're well rested. Very, I agree with you. That that was been always with the issue. We have a great defense, but they're playing forty minutes a game. Right. So if you're wasting, if if you have a defense that's ready to win now, and mm-hmm. you have a receiver that's ready to win now, and Allen Robinson and Mooney is coming into his own, and now you got plenty of running backs coming back, and you're shoring up your offensive line. What are you short of? Uh. You're not short of anything. If you flip the script, if, you're, if your offense is on the, on the field for 40 minutes instead of your defense, you're looking at a championship. But what, I'm, what I'm saying is the one piece that you're short of with all of those in place is your, your quarterback. quarterback. Right. Yeah. So if you can feel like, hey, this is the guy, this is the missing piece. Yeah. Even if we have Andy Dalton start for the year and he's a backup or whatever it is or halfway through the season you transition, mm-hmm. whatever it is, if you can get a guy that you feel like is going to be a game changer, you give up whatever you feel necessary. Because this is right now, I'm going to tell you, Trey Lance is a very popular player right now. Well, fingers crossed, toes crossed, everything else crossed. Let's see how we can get him. So then, um, so we're looking at some of the other mock drafts that are going on Mm -hmm. here. CBS's Cody Benjamin has Trey Lance going to the San Francisco 49ers in a trade with the Miami Dolphins. Oh, boy. So, you know, let's see what he's going to predict for the Bears. Now, here's the thing. He actually has his first four picks in the draft all being quarterbacks with Trevor Lawrence at one to the Jacksonville Jags, Zach Williams to the <laughs> Zach Wilson to the New York Jets at number two. Uh, again, Lance to the 49ers at three. And then at number four, he has Justin Fields to the Atlanta Falcons. Now, if you didn't know, mm-hmm. my guy Justin Fields is actually from Georgia. Wow. He originally went to Georgia. And he transferred. And he transferred to Ohio oh. State so he could play. So him going to the Atlanta Falcons would actually be be kind of dope i gotta say so the, the thing is too is that he also has mac jones going to the patriots at seven i've actually seen a few mock drafts where the um where mac jones is predicted to go to the patriots so why don't you tell us about uh what he thinks the uh, who he thinks the bears are going to go after in this draft well it looks like he thinks that the bears are going to be uh targeting caleb farley a cornerback mm-hmm. out of virginia tech he's a junior six foot two 207 pounds 
So, yeah, so what he says is that after failing to move up for a quarterback, which right. we just talked about, the Bears instead hope to snag a signal caller on day two and use their first rounder on a replacement for Kyle Fuller. If the medicals check out, Farley has a chance to be a steal. So he's predicting that the Bears go for go later on in the draft for a quarterback. Yeah, so you look like you address your need, which is your... Your immediate need. Your immediate need, which is, which is a cornerback, and then after that, see what all other holes you can fill and plug in. So, you know... I, I don't necessarily like to pick. I think if you're, I think you can get a cornerback later on. I think what so do I, I think you're set right now. I said go offensive line. I, I I think they go line. Yeah, that's that's what I think. Yeah, that's right. Uh, AJ uh, shoot, Schulte. Schulte. You know, if you don't know these names, it's hard to pronounce them. All right, uh, AJ Schulte from Pro Football Network has also has four uh, also has four quarterbacks going in the first four picks with Lawrence going to the Jaguars, <laughs> Wilson to the Jets, Justin Field to San Fran. Wow. Mm-hmm. And number three, and then Trey Lance to Atlanta at number four. So basically the same uh, last mock draft, but swap three and four. Yeah. So, I mean, it's basically, again, we're seeing a trend where a lot of these uh, draft experts or guys that break it down think that, you know, we're going to see four quarterbacks very early you know, Mac Jones to the Patriots. So number at number 20, there's nothing left for the Bears. Mm-hmm. Now, we did talk previously about the Bears maybe trading up with the Broncos uh, to swap because I want to say they're number nine and swapping with them to go ahead and, and try to get Trey Lance. But if they feel like the Broncos also have their eyes on him, that's when you would go ahead and, and swap Jump them right. and, and get that number eight pick. Right. So there's a lot of kind of weird, fancy things going on. There's a but, lot of plate spinning, man. That's that's so hard. The NFL draft is one of those one of the hardest drafts to get what you were trying to get. Yeah, yes, yes. I, I unless I, you're I in the top ten, right? I, I agree with that. And the thing is that if you're in the top ten, you've probably been in the top ten for a reason. So, uh, in this mock, the player that they have the Bears selecting, yeah, uh, number number twenty overall, we're staying with number twenty. We're not moving. Uh, his name is Tevin Jenkins, uh, offensive tackle from Oklahoma State. Um, what he says is with the Bears missing out on one of the top quarterbacks, they'll need to fix their offensive line. The team let Bobby Massey go in free agency, and their current right tackles are Jermaine Fetty and Elijah Wilkinson. No idea who that guy is. Yeah. Regardless of whoever their quarterback is next season, that's a spot that cannot be ignored. Tevin Jenkins didn't allow a sack in the last two seasons of his career. His quickness, power, and fantastic use of hands were a big reason why. Jenkins has a bright future ahead of him at right tackle in the NFL. Yeah, so... so if you haven't gotten your quarterback position right, offensive line, bingo. Yes, I've. Because we, that means that whoever you do have at quarterback is going to play better. Right, and it's not like there's not going to be there's going to be a shortage of quarterbacks next year or the year after that or the year after that. Right. You, you like we said, we wanted this administration to draft a quarterback year after year after year because you never know. The reason that we wanted it is because that's what he said he was going to do. I'm going to draft a quarterback every year, and it has happened only once. And that was Mitch Trubisky. Only once. It, again, but still, if, if you know he's not going to be your franchise quarterback after two years, like you can tell. Right. You, you, you can and you can because don't forget, again, there's always guys like Drew Brees. Like, I, I, here's my thing. Uh-huh. And I've said it before is that I predict that Trubisky is going to spend his year in Buffalo. Maybe he signs a second year there as a backup. And then, you know, if it, you get an injury to Josh Allen or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, and he bowls out. Someone's going to give him a contract. I'm yeah. telling you right now, he's oh, yeah. a young guy. He just needs time to develop. He just needs the right setting and the right coaching. And right. if you have the coach that really hates your guts. That's, and that's what I've been preaching. So here's the thing. With the line, we watched halfway in the first half of the season, we could already tell that this is a big area of need for the team. I feel like this is probably the safest prediction and the safest position they could possibly pick here. You know, you're securing up the line, which was better towards the end of the season, but they definitely need some help. Uh, You also have James Daniels coming back this year from a a torn peck. Mm-hmm. And you have Cody Whitehair back at center. You also have Mustafer who can step in at a few positions. But I think Jenkins can come in right now and take over the position that they've been hurting at for a while now. Yeah, and that's exactly why we say we got to go on the offensive line. Because when's the last time we had a good offensive line? Um, Rex Grossman. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Like a, like a great, uh, we had great players on the offensive line. Olin Krutz and Robert, uh, Robert, 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 Roberto, Roberto Garza. Garza. Yes. Roberto. Yeah. yeah, Roberto Garza. Rewind. Yeah, yeah that, that was the last time we had a good offensive line. That's what, uh, 05? 06, 07. 05, 06, 07. Like yeah, 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 yeah. So it's been a long time. All right, just for fun, let's talk about some first round picks of the Chicago Bears. E, tell us, let me do that again. 
All right, just for fun, let's talk about the all-time first-round picks of the Chicago Bears, E. Tell us who you have at number five overall best and worst first-round quarterback. I don't want to talk about the worst. I don't no. want to talk about the worst. No. I want, I, I, let's keep let, positive. Let's, let's keep positive. Okay, let's, let's be positive because if I put worst out into the universe, oh that boy. means that we're going to talk about this pick being one of the worst, and I want it to be one of the all best. Right, keep, let's keep positive. So, let's go. At number five, you know, all of my best first-round picks are Hall of Fame players. Uh, Fortunately, there are plenty to pick from. Unfortunately, the most recent one is from 1979. So that's where we're going to start. At number five for the best ever first-round draft picks, we have Dan Hampton drafted number four overall by the Bears in 1979. The Danimo was one of my personal favorite players growing up, and I still remember when he had all those tape on his knuckles. I mean, mm-hmm. he was a monster. The, the steam coming off his, his pads. Right. Oh, man, yeah. He's actually one of my favorite people because I've met him a couple of times. I have footballs and pictures signed by him. So he's actually a, a really good person. Uh, he does a lot of community work, out, uh, outreach work. A lot of the 85 Bears do. Yeah, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of those Bears stayed in the era for that reason. They, yes. they, they fell in love with the city. They, they understand the blue-collar uh, mentality and just made it part, you know, part of their own. Absolutely. All absolutely. right, E, let's move on to number four. At number four, we have a guy who's not only a player for the Bears, but also the head coach of the 1985 Chicago Bears. This is an easy one. At number five in the 1961 NFL draft, the Chicago Bears selected Mike Ditka, tight end from Pittsburgh. Ditka helped to shape this position. He had some good years here, but for those who don't know, he basically got into it with coach and owner George Hallis, and Hallis shipped him off to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Hallis and Dallas. So at Dallas, he rejuvenated his career and helped him to win a Super Bowl. Yep. After a nine-year coaching career under the legendary Tom Landry, Ditka heard that the Bears' job was available, and he wrote his former coach and convinced Hallis to bring him in, which really pissed off Buddy Ryan. <laughs> but it happened. It doesn't matter. We got a Super Bowl. We got a chip from it. So now, the, if there, here's a here's a crazy thing that if you don't know, mm-hmm. and and if you're from Chicago, or you're like, you know, we're we're kind of a tweener. When we were kids, we were pretty young when the Bears won the Super yeah. Bowl. But we've been fed into that for the past, you know, thirty years. So we kind of just know all about the lore. But if you don't know, when they were going to bring in Mike Ditka. All of the, the uh, players on the defense actually wrote a letter to George Hallis saying, "We love Buddy Ryan. Mm-hmm. You better keep him as our, our defensive coordinator." And that's what they ended up doing. So and it's that, one of those that team was split. situations. That oh, team was 100%. split. That's why they, they both got lifted up at the end of the game. Right, because there was two coaches. One one that was a head coach, but really was just on the offensive side. Right. And then you had Buddy Ryan and all the boys on the defense. Exactly. The actual monsters of the midway. Exactly. <laughs> All right, E, what do we got for number three? At number three, we won ha- we have one of the two Hall of Famers selected by the Bears in the first round in 1965. With the number three overall pick in the 1965 NFL draft, the Chicago Bears selected Dick Buckus, linebacker from Illinois. Let me tell you, Buckus, kind, he kind of revolutionized the position in the NFL. He was one of the scariest players on the field in every game. I wish... I really, really wish I could have been able to see him live, but for you know all the times that the Bears can't get a position right, they somehow find these great linebackers like Erlacher, Singletary, and of course Butkus, who might be the best of all of them. Um, that's pretty much the Mount Rushmore of linebackers. Yeah, you're missing maybe one or two from maybe some other teams, but no, I, I think the the one before Butkus was maybe um, Bill George. Mm-hmm. He was another linebacker, um, and I mean I, honestly, personally, I think that. If we see Roquan continue to play that he's the way he's been playing, not as his head's on straight, he could be up there with them too. What about Briggs? Briggs Briggs is very good. He's in the Hall of Very Good for me. He's gotcha. not a Hall of Famer. Gotcha. But but also because Erlacher was the star. I have my own opinions about like why Erlacher was so good, why he was able to kind of build up those numbers and I think a lot of it is because he was just the best player on a bad team so he was the only one that was going to tackle anyone I think that's a lot of it because when he first came in the Bears were very bad yeah the defensive line was bad but they finally kind of got their stuff together and figured it out and then he just kind of continued that but I think that that initial kind of first push is what kind of boosted some of those numbers too all right so we're going to move on to number Two. Number two, we have the number four pick in the 1965 NFL Draft, the Kansas Comet, the late, great Gale Sayers running back from Kansas. Z. Oh, man, I can't, I can't talk enough about Sayers. One of the greatest of all time. He was the Barry Sanders before Barry Sanders. Mm-hmm. Barry Sanders watched film on him. That's how that was. <laughs> he watched it you know, on the real. Yeah, uh, 
the, the knee injury took him out way too early. I'm, there's no way to know what records he would have set. Absolutely. Uh, back in the day, especially, you know, that was a hard-hitting NFL where literally it was like beginning of the UFC. And when you first watch the UFC, you're like, yeah. why yeah. is this <laughs> six foot eight, 380-pounder fighting this welterweight? There was no weight classes. Yeah, there was no weight classes. So, again, the NFL was a different time, and he was dominating before, like, all these players that you see now. They're exactly what he was. He wasn't a bruiser. He was basically finesse guy. He was a very he was finesse very guy. Very finesse. Very if the guy on the Bears mm-hmm. that played more recently that I can compare him to or kind of compare to Gale Sayers is probably Matt Forte in the way that you didn't see him hit people in the hole, but he will find that hole and he'll slip through and all right. that stuff. That's that's kind of where you get your pass catching running back from, and and he was like the very first one, right. So he was also known, uh, well known for his race relations with the uh, story of, of his relationship with uh, teammate Brian Piccolo, as yeah. told in the movie Brian's Song. Right. So, I mean, that was, you had another player who, we talked about Jackie Robinson last week. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who, as far as football is concerned, he got a lot of pushback for having a white roommate for being so friendly with a white player and things right. like that in his own community. So, you know, you see what it is. It's like, hey, you know, we're we're teammates. We're here for each other no matter what. So, I mean, that's that's what you see out of a guy like Gail Sayers. Right. I mean, if watched the movie uh, with Denzel Washington. Um, it's a pretty good movie, football movie. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm, yeah. If you don't know, look, Google it. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to give you that. <laughs> All right, E, let's go with the number one overall Bears pick. So this is a player that's he's someone who is near and dear to my heart. I'm sure yours as well. Yes. I knew the number 34 before I know who, who before I even knew who the number yeah. 23 was. That didn't mean anything to me at the time. With the number four overall pick in the 1975 NFL draft, the Chicago Bears selected Walter Payton, running back, Jackson State, my favorite bear of all time. And honestly, personally, I think he gets slept on outside of Chicago. He is the number number one jersey that you'll see if you go to a Bears game. Right, you'll see a lot. I'll say him. Erlacher is another big one, though. Right, those are the two jerseys you're gonna see no matter what. Right, and even if you go you know, Bears country, you know we we travel well. You'll see that on TV every time the Bears play. When it comes to sweetness, like you said, growing up, we were a little young for the Bears championship, mm-hmm. but everyone that I grew up with was older, so you understood that oh, he's wearing a. He's wearing a jersey or his t-shirt and it says Peyton. Yeah. Who's this Peyton guy? And then yeah. they'll pull out the VHS tape and they'll pop <laughs> it in there. And then you're watching football for the next four hours. Right. And you understand the lore of, of, of who he was. And then when you finally figure out who he was as a person right. and what a beautiful man this was and how much he helped the community and his attitude and his positivity. Yeah, I mean, he he was he was just an incredible person. What he did outside of football, um, along with his illustrious NFL career. I mean, let me tell you something. I don't care who it is you want to mention at at the running back position. Mm-hmm. I am taking Walter Payton over them every single day of the week, twice on Sunday because that's when they play. Mm-hmm. I mean, this man used to brush off tackles with his forearm to mm-hmm. a helmet. All right, let me say, and the Walter Payton uh, NFL Man of the Year Award that's given out every year by the NFL, it honors the player's volunteer and charity work as well as his excellence on the field. Right. If you want to talk about an award that could not have been named any better, that's it right there. Now, before he actually passed in 1999, I remember when he passed. So do I. Before that, it was just simply called the NFL Man of the Year Award. Right. So what is that? That tells you everything you need to know about Walter Payton as a person. It's very um, relatable to the uh, Roberto Clemente Award in baseball. Right, right. Like, the, like there's no, no there's, those are the two awards that just mean so much to me when right. I see, like, oh, these guys are nominated because they're doing this and this and this in the community. Uh, Peanut. Peanut oh, became yeah, one of my favorite oh, players just because absolutely. of that. The Peanut Tillman Foundation, everything yes. that went on with his daughter. A lot of times when you have some type of tragic event or your own, like, you know, uh, something you had to overcome in your own life, then you start to get involved with community service. Mm-hmm. So, you know, unfortunately, you know, it was some. It took something like that for him personally, but you know, he's he's had one of the best foundations. Yeah, exactly. He uh, again, just to close it out, he was absolutely incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, E. Any final thoughts on tonight's NFL draft? Do whatever you can to get my boy Trey Lance, or I will never, ever, 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 ever watch another Bears game ever again. Lies. And the truth shall 
Yeah, man, I'm full of crap, but whatever. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a pause for the cause, and we'll be right back with Stirring the Pot. Jordan fades back, swoosh, and that's the game! Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with your host, E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. It's that time again, brother. <laughs> What's up? It's Woo! time for Stirring the Pot. Oh, man. All right, man. So, I've been noticing that as I'm getting older, things are changing. Uh-huh. And I can't have a lot of dairy anymore. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's a big pet peeve of mine because... You drinking mut- nut milk instead? Uh, no. <laughs> just just lactose-free milk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to upset the gods. <laughs> All right, keeping it as a show, PG. All right, so, uh, so one of the dear things that I like to order at, at restaurants or, or, or places I frequent is okay. cheese fries. Cheese fr- Okay. All right. So, yay or nay on cheese fries? What kind of dumbass? <laughs> okay. Hold up, man. Hold up, man. This was sent in by a listener. So I had to put it in there. This was sent by a listener. So when we, we tell listeners to send stuff in, we got to put it in, right? I appreciate you listening. Okay. But are you stupid? Of course I like French fries, <laughs> uh, cheese fries. It's it's French fries with cheese on it. Right. Have you ever had it? Of course. Yeah, that, and it's delicious. It's, it's, yes, it's it someone, is. It's like, uh, would you like uh, a French fries or a uh, cheese fries? Uh, what, what, there's, no, there's only one right answer there. What are you talking about? Okay. Let's change it up a little bit. Because uh, now, now, now I want cheese fries. And I'm I know mad, you do. I'm mad about it. Cheese fries or loaded tots? Oh, I'm going with the tots. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> loaded tots all day, I'm every day. Yeah. I'm going with the tots. Yeah, yeah. Potato tots are better than French fries. Stop. And if you don't believe that, you need to stop lying to yourself because it's it's absolutely it's, just, yeah, it's mind changing. Yeah, mouth watering and life changing. Hell yeah! And plus, you if you have extra tots, you can always put them in the the pocket of your cargo <laughs> pants. <laughs> You've done that before. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Z, before we go, what you looking at? What are you watching that is not sports? Uh, You know what's funny? I I didn't know that the last season of uh, Sheamus is out, and I binged it in a week. Nice. There you go. (laughs) You want to talk about Chicago? There you go. Yeah. It doesn't really get more Chicago than that. I haven't, I don't think I watched the last like maybe two seasons. I gotta I gotta finish it up. Yeah, the one where Fiona leaves and now yeah. then the last season. I think it's over. I think well I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but yeah, someone in the family passes away. So. No, but I, I think they I think they did say that it would be over. Oh and the, no, I mean I, I oh, don't know if yeah, there was yeah. another episode left after ah, I just I watched see, it. I think I there was ten or eleven episodes, I don't know what it was. Okay. But it was a good good series. Um, very Chicago. Yes. Yeah, oh, it, yeah, yeah. it represented it's, Chicago it, very well. So I, if I'm not mistaken, I, the outside shots were made in Chicago, but yes. the, the, all the inside shots were actually in, in like some soundstage in yeah. California. Yeah, yeah. So just to be clear, um, yeah. I, I watched uh-huh. Thunder Force on Netflix. Thunder Force? What is this? Thunder Force is basically Melissa McCartney and I want to say Olivia Spencer, and they play best friends from the, from growing up. Okay. And they somehow, this is in a world where like people are mutated and this kind of weird. What are you yeah. watching? They, they end up, uh, there's superheroes or super people in okay. the world. Right. And they find, uh, Olivia Spencer plays a scientist and- they become these super people to help stop something that's going on. It is funny as hell. It's super Chicago related. Half the time they're talking about, but I'm a Bears fan. You know, it's kind of like almost oversaturated with like, but I'm a Bears fan. That, with the you know over, I mean? like, yeah, over Chicago yeah, accent. Like, yeah, like I like sausage and hot dogs. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of that, but you know, I'm not really, I'm not really uh, giving it a thumbs down because of that. I I, I love that they incorporated Chicago because I don't think we get represented enough as far as sports teams are concerned. Mm-hmm. And number two, it's just a funny movie. I mean, it's silly, it's goofy. Melissa McCartney falls down a lot because that's what she does. And yeah, it's, and she's it's goofy. she's a woman's Chris Farley. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could I could see I could yeah. see that connection there. But here's the the other thing too is yeah. you know like most people in the world, I'm guilty of having a ton of like streaming services, music services, and all yeah. that stuff. You know, yeah. one of the things that I subscribe to is the Xbox Game Pass. And okay. I don't I don't have a lot of time to play games these days, but you know w- I remember that I have it because I get the reminder. <laughs> hey, because, bro, you haven't played. No, because the money comes out of my bank account automatically, and it was like, wait a minute. <laughs> 
that I'm paying for that. So I went on Xbox the other day and I found out they have MLB 21 the show. What? Uh, yeah, they have it free to play on there as long as you're, you're subscribed in there. So I hopped on there and I'm over there playing Home and Derby. I couldn't even tell you the last time I played a baseball video game was probably like um, bases loaded on Nintendo. Dude, I used to do that. Bases loaded on Nintendo. Yep. Base loaded three. Yep. And I would literally take down my stats manually <laughs> every time I played. You're like the early fantasy baseball player. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I, like My dad used to give me the old school spreadsheets, you know, the green and white uh, yeah. just little squares. Yes. And, like, I literally would do that for all my players. And, like, okay, you went three for four and this, this, and that. You got so many RBIs. <laughs> and I would calculate their average because, you know, back then, you know, all we did, I calculated was average home runs and RBIs. That's right. all we cared about. That's all that, yeah. Yeah, now it's so much other stuff. Yeah. But, no, dude, it, it's 950. But, yeah, I mean. Talk I, about the nostalgia. That's what I'm saying. Like, and, and that was the thing is that I haven't played it. I'm not big on, on video games as much these days. Like, I okay. used to play a lot. I well, we like, don't have that time. We don't. I used to play division the first division a lot i played borderlands the whole okay. series a lot like so those are kind of what i was doing but um sports video games that really did it for me because it's like here's a new one every year i'm like i don't i, 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 I don't. usually wait about three or four years before getting a new one. and, and I, yeah i'm like why am i why why it's the same thing you know so but yeah i mean random i picked it up i did the home run derby i played with ernie banks oh boy four minutes i hit 17 home runs so you could say i'm a legend now we need to go to the batting cages. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to film this, and we're going to see if this is true. Yeah, in the video game. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get out of here, brother. All right, y'all, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media Group, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to check out gritclothingco.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order Go now. Get your official True Chicago Sports Fans podcast t-shirts. Go now. That's right. Shout out to Ronesh and shout out to our super producer, Jay Soto. Super duper. Want to start a podcast or have your show sound as clean as ours? You can find everything you need at jsotomedia.com. Check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter. That's at True CHI Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify. Reach out to us on our email. We want to hear from you. Give us more of your ideas for stirring the pot. Uh, no more cheese fries, please. No. Oh, no, we, I, we want some cheese fries. Someone <laughs> send us cheese fries. You can send us cheese fries. Everyone loves cheese fries. Give me some heart. Yeah, I'll just take some lactate or something. I don't care. <laughs> I'll take the pill. Uh, you all can reach us at True Chicago Sports Fans at gmail.com. Before we go, mm -hmm. I wanted to mention um, one of our heroes, one of our icons from Chicago. Um, yeah. We were talking a lot today about the 1985 Chicago Bears, and this is one of the members uh, of that team. Unfortunately, we learned the news that Steve Mongo McMichael, uh, of course, the former defensive lineman, and uh, he's also a professional wrestler. That's one right. Um, he was diagnosed with ALS, also yeah. known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Mm -hmm. Um, he revealed that he was diagnosed um, in January with 36-month onset ALS, which is also known as Lou Gehrig's. Uh, he lost the ability to use both arms, uh, both his arms and hands, and he's now bound to a wheelchair, and his wife, Missy, has been his caretaker. Um, he says, I promise you, this epithet that I'm going to have on me now, this ain't ever how I envisioned my life was going to end. Mm-hmm. So we know Mongo really well from over the years, not only being a player for the Chicago Bears, but also a personality. I'm going to say he was, like the mayor, five. he was like the mayor of Romeoville or he was running for mayor. He was just been like Chicago, Chicago. He, he is one of the pieces of fabric of not only the Chicago Bears, but the city itself. Yeah, I remember watching him on Channel 5, you know, after the Bears games on Sundays, they would do that sports, sports live, whatever it was called, you know, at 1030, where, you know, uh, I can't remember the sportscaster's name. Oh, it was uh, the one that just got fired from oh, Gian Greco. Yeah, it was a G Gian Greco, <laughs> and, and you know, so he was on NBC and all that stuff. I remember seeing him there. I remember seeing him at bars, and yeah. I remember heck him heckling Packers fans, and and you know, he's giving them the business. And he, but when it came to Bears fans, he's the most lovable guy. Absolutely, don't mess with the Bears fans. He would take care of people. Yeah, you know, I mean, he was a guy. I remember he was. I, I again, when he really was in his heyday, we didn't have a good concept of what it was you mm -hmm. know, his players exactly. and their personalities but i think over time you know we we learned who he was who he was as a person and he was always you know he was just always super cool you know he was just a regular regular dude he, you know you talk about like lance lynn looks like a Sox fan yeah 
you know, Steve Mongo McMichael looks like it's, Chicago Bears. Fan. It's beautiful when, you know, these players come to Chicago and you're like, dude, you fit like a glove. Like, Absolutely. like you look like you got a hard hat and you got a you know metal lunch pail yes. and you're going to clock in at 6 a.m. and you're going to work your butt off till four o'clock in the afternoon, putting in that overtime because you know it's necessary. Absolutely. So we just wanted to say, you know, Mongo, we're thinking about you, you know. Yeah, we love oh, you, man. We, we love you and, and you know, we uh, wish the best for you. All right, y'all. For Big Z, this is E-Rock. We will see you next week for episode 43. Mm-hmm. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. I'm Ron Burgundy. Yes, you are. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. Show's over, show's over, show's over.